Welcome to the Inspired Word of God. My name is Marcia. Today's message is Sin Blotted Out. 1 John 4 4. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you that is in the world. When we submit our lives to living for God, that means we are his children. First, what does it mean to be as little children? In 1 John 4, 4, it says that we are his children and have overcome. To overcome means to conquer, get the better of, defeat in a situation. And we overcome those in the world because greater is God in us than the devil in the world. That means we can conquer and defeat those things of the world because we have God in our spirit. And as long as he is in our spirit, we will be able to overcome anything that comes our way. Understand that that is he as in God that is in us, that allows us to overcome. It is not by our might, wits, or strength as human, because we are human, flesh and bone. It's by the might of God. It is important that we not read this scripture and walk away in arrogance, thinking that we hold any power, because we do not. It is all God. We overcome because of God's Spirit upon us. That is why it is important to remain in step in alignment with God. Troubles and trials still come, but we are able to continue on and persevere. As we continue, we grow and mature spiritually. We learn lessons in what we go through in those trials and tribulations. It's important to maintain a stance of holiness as we go through these trials We have all been in a crisis situation. Though everyone handles stress differently, we can't allow being upset to hinder our progress that we have made in walking upright before God. Next, what is the difference for the lay Christian to commit their life to God versus the Christian who is serving in ministry? Those who are serving God have answered the call to ministry. We are expected to live a righteous life and walk what we preach. What we preach should be the word of God. We are held at a higher accountability because of the souls that we minister to. However, the lay Christian is expected to walk in obedience to God's word just as the person serving in ministry. People don't realize that as a lay Christian, not serving as a minister, you're expected to be without spot or blemish in your life, just as we, as ministers and pastors, are expected to be without spot and blemish in our own. As a Christian, you do not get a pass on sin. You are held accountable for what you do. We carry the same burden of doing 
life the right way according to God's word as a minister, a pastor, or a Christian. You should experience the same joy of feeling the Spirit of God upon you as those of us do who are serving God. We are all expected to be right, behave right, and live right before God and for Him. Both groups are accountable for what we learn, know, and how we apply it to our lives. 1 John 1, 5 through 10 It tells us, This then is the message which we have heard of him, and declare unto you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him, and walk in darkness, we lie, and do not the truth. But if we walk in light, as he is the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus, his Son, cleanse us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. 1 John 1, nine. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. When God says he will blot out our sins and remember it no more, what do we have to do for that to happen? There are many scriptures that will tell us what to do, but let's look at Acts 3.19. And it says, Repent ye, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, when the time of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. We are to repent, it tells us. Acts 11.18 says, When they heard these things, they held their peace and glorified God, saying, Then hath God also to the Gentiles granted repentance unto life. And Acts 2.38 says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. When he tells us to repent, he wants us to turn away from the sin in our lives, turn away and move forward, living our lives in his word and his commandments. Repentance also means to convert from our old sinful selves to a new person a converted person. To be converted is to change in character, cause to turn from evil and unrighteousness to a righteous life. So we are to repent and we are to be converted, turn away from the sin, asking God to forgive us, and change in character from unrighteousness to righteous. Acts 11.21 says, And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned unto the Lord. When we get converted, it happens a little different for everyone. The Apostle Paul tells his story and his conversion, and we know by reading in Acts that his story was a little different. Paul persecuted Christians, but one day God knocked him off his horse 
and he was blinded. And Jesus asked him, why was he persecuting him? God called him into service when he fell off of that horse. People were aware of Saul's persecution of Christians everywhere. And people who heard him speak in the beginning, when he first started his ministry for the Lord, they were fearful of him and suspicious. They didn't want to trust him because they knew that he was a persecutor. It took them a while to believe that he was a changed man, but eventually they saw that he truly was a man of God and now served God instead of persecuting God's people. Even Ananias was fearful when the Lord spoke to him in a dream and told him to go speak to Paul, who at the time his name was Saul. Acts 9.13-16 tells us, Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil he hath done to thy saints at Jerusalem. And here he hath authority from the chief priest to bind all that call on thy name. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me, to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things must he suffer for my name's sake. God planned to use Saul for his purposes. And Saul, who was renamed Paul, tells about his conversion when he spoke to King Agrippa. Conversion is that character change we undergo after we repent before God. Saul repented and was converted. God named him Paul. And we can read about him in the books of the New Testament, some of those he wrote. Psalms 51.13 says, Then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Isaiah 55, 6, 7 says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. 1 John 3, 8 He that committed sin is of the devil, for the devil sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. We are all expected to seek the Lord, forsake unrighteousness, and seek to live for God. Christian or Christian serving in ministry, the same is expected from each of us. Matthew 18.3 says, And said, Verily I say unto you, Except ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. That doesn't mean as an adult you run around acting like a big kid, jumping on shopping carts and jumping over things in the store and acting like a kid. You are an adult. Don't regress. Don't act like a baby or a kid. It means to be teachable as a child is. A child who is taught about God will grow up loving the Lord, placing him first in in his life and in her life and living by biblical principles. 2 Timothy 3.15 says, And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Proverbs 22.6, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old he will not depart from it. As a child, 
you need to be taught and trained in discipline. You should learn from your parents integrity, respect, and about God. Children are impressionable. They remember things that they are taught. As children grow physically, so does their mind and intellect. They are teachable. So be teachable as a child is. Grow and mature. James 4, 7 through 10. It says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. To be double-minded means to waver and be undecided. Don't be this way. Ezekiel 18.30-32, it reads, Therefore I will judge you, O house of Israel, everyone according to his ways, says the Lord God. Repent and turn yourselves from all transgressions, so iniquity shall not be your ruin. Cast away from you all your transgressions, whereby ye have transgressed, and make you a new heart and a new spirit. For why will you die, O house of Israel? For I have no pleasure in the death of him that dieth, says the Lord God. Wherefore, turn yourselves and live. He doesn't have pleasure in us dying. So it is up to us to turn our lives around and live for him. Because if you don't, you will die. So in Acts 3.19, we've learned that it tells us to repent, to be converted, and then it says that your sins may be blotted out. Isaiah 43.25 says, I, even I, am he that blotted out thy transgressions for my own sake and will not remember thy sins. Isaiah 44.22, I have blotted out as a thick cloud my, thy transgressions and as a cloud thy sins. Return unto me, for I have redeemed thee. Deuteronomy 4.29.31, But if from thence thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, thou shalt find him, if thou seek him with all thy heart and with all thy soul. When thou art in tribulation, and things are come upon thee, even in the latter days, if thou turn to the Lord thy God, and shalt be obedient unto his voice, for the Lord thy God is merciful. He will not forsake thee, neither destroy thee, nor forget the covenant of thy fathers, which he swore unto them. So all we have to do is seek him. No matter what we are going through, we just need to seek him and he will be there for us. Psalms 32, 1 through 5 says, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity, and whose spirit there is no guile. When I kept silent, my bones waxed old through my roaring all the day long. For day and night thy hand was heavy upon me. My moisture is turned into the drought of summer. I acknowledge my sin unto thee, and my iniquity have I not hid. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin. If we confess our sins, God hears them, and God will forgive us. 
And if we ask for forgiveness and we turn away from sin, he will throw that away. He will blot it out. Our sins will be marked off. Micah 7, 18, 19. Who is a God like unto thee that pardons iniquity and pass by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage? He retaineth not his anger forever because he delights in mercy. He will turn again. He will have compassion upon us. He will subdue our iniquities and thou wilt cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. So how encouraging and how wonderful is it to know that when you turn your life over to him and you stop sinning, you turn your character around, that he will blot out your sins. He will cast them away from him into the depths of the sea and they are no more, and you are a new person. That last portion of Acts 3.19 says, When the time of refreshing shall call me from the presence of the Lord. To be refreshed is to provide new vigor and energy, to stimulate, to make fresh again, reinvigorate in, a pre- in appearance and restore. 2 Thessalonians 1.7 And to you who are troubled, rest with us, when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from the heaven in his mighty angels. That's talking about when the Lord comes back for us, the second coming. 2 Thessalonians 1.10 When he shall come to be glorified in his saints and to be admired in them all that believe, because our testimony among you was believed in that day. When the Lord comes back that fateful day, we want to be ready to meet him. Repent, be converted, that your sins may be blotted out when the time of refreshing comes from the presence of the Lord. When God says that he will remember our sins no more, he means it. Psalms 103.12, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. And Hebrews 10:17, and their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. That is an awesome promise that the Lord has given us for our sins not to be held over our heads, for them to be thrown away, and he will remember them no more. If you are wondering to yourself, is it true? Does he really forgive our sins? Does he really forget our sins? Yes, he really does forgive our sins. And yes, he absolutely does forget our sins. But that means you really have to abandon those old ways and let go of that sin if you want him to forget it. Do you know what it means to abandon sin? It means the comfort you gave yourself to sin is no longer acceptable. It means, it means what you cannot slide over here or slide over there and pretend like it's not sin and think you're getting away with it. It means you can't straddle the fence, have your cake and eat it too. Whatever your weakness is, let it go. It's not worth you living in torment in the lake of fire forever. If you sin against God, you will be removed from the book of life. 
Your parents cannot take the fall for you. Your parents cannot stand in your place. No one can stand in your place. When the Israelites made the golden calf and they were idolizing it, Moses thought that he could stand in for them. He thought that God would remove him from the book. But God told Moses that whoever sins against him, that person will he blot out of the book of life. No one can stand in your place. Exodus 32, 31 to 33 tells us, And Moses returned unto the Lord and said, O this people have sinned a great sin and have made them gods of gold. Yet now, if thou wilt forgive their sin, and if not, blot me, I pray thee, out of thy book, which hast thou written. And the Lord said unto Moses, Whosoever hath sinned against me, him will I blot out of my book. What you don't want to happen is for God to remove your, his hand up off of your life because you continue to be disobedient. He did that to King Saul. King Saul was disobedient on many occasions. And it come to the point where the Lord removed his hand up off of him. 1 Samuel 15.10 says, Then came the word of the Lord unto Samuel, saying, It repenteth me that I have set up Saul to be king, for he is turned back from following me, and hath not performed my commandments. And it grieved Samuel, and he cried unto the Lord all night. 1 Samuel 15.23-26 reads, For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected thee from being king. And Saul said unto Samuel, I have sinned, for I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord and thy words, because I feared the people and obeyed their voice. Now therefore I pray thee, pardon my sin, and turn again with me, that I may worship the Lord. And Samuel said unto Saul, I will not return with thee. For thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, and the Lord has rejected thee from being king over Israel. We should want to strive to have every blemish free from our life. It is important to work on that now, because when Jesus comes back for his church, there will not be time to start cleaning up at that point. You have to already be at that point. You have to be ready. Tomorrow is not promised to anyone. There will be many who will see death before Christ returns. Again, we don't know what the day or the hour will be, so we have to be ready. Acts 3.19 Repent ye therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. As long as we continue living for him and by his word, there is no reason to fear the physical death because your soul will rest in him. You will not be separated eternally. Our hope is in the Lord Jesus Christ. As long as we secure our soul in him, we shall reside in his kingdom, heaven forever. If there are people still sitting on the fence, not sure which way to go, perhaps doing a self-examination of your life might help in your decision-making. Let us do a security check of our spirit to ensure 
that it is in the right place, that there's no break-ins that have occurred, no unwanted spirits are sitting around waiting to manifest within us. It's a thing called choice. My closing prayer. Lord, I pray that each of your children choose to live for you and choose to convert their lives so each will be in your will, living by your word. I pray we make this important decision right away while there is still time. Repentance, conversion, sin blotted out. In the name of Jesus, amen. And I-